Hello. Hey there. How we doing? You hear that silence after? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I was about to do an impression. And I was like, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, the voice you're missing is Chris. He's, uh, he's feeling under the weather this week. So he's, uh, he's not going to be on this episode, but I myself, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? I feel like pretty garbage right now myself as well, but that's, yeah. it's through voluntary choice. I got my second, um, covid shot and uh it hit me kind of hard yeah so uh but you know it's not like i'm sick or something like that i did this to myself right right i'm just trying to push through as best i can and then i'm probably going to go sleep the rest of the day after we're done here (laughs) (laughs) sleep went off i think you and chris will be doing much of the same thing because i think pretty similar yeah when we talked to him this morning he was i think the fluid his uh his fever has passed but you know his uh the soreness and the tired and you know if you've ever been sick have you ever been sick uh probably once or twice right it's like you you get it and it's i think we pushed it off you know to try to see if he'd get better but hey man gotta try yeah you know what i mean we 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 love the guy we always want him here but you know he's feeling under the weather it's okay we we it's all right you you rest up baby we can come at you with this new app (laughs) Say like I'm sure I'm. He's probably feeling worse than me, but I don't know. It's uh, I've I've had worse flu symptoms and like stomach bugs, you know, mm-hmm. that I visibly like visibly remember what the fuck, um, <laughs> that I distinctly remember um, like being worse than how I feel right now. But I don't feel great, and it's been a long time since I felt this kind of shitty. Right, right. Um, I mean, because I normally like I've been working from home for three years at this point anyway if not more so it's not like i get sick super often <laughs> right when you do it's like you look at you look at misty what'd you do what'd you bring what'd in you to bring me? home <laughs> and obviously there's bigger implications for of, about that this past year but uh I've right. pretty much avoided everything yep. and uh yep. and now in two weeks less than i can go like lick a grocery store freezer door handle and supposedly i'll be okay i think that's what <laughs> science says <laughs> That's what you, that's what, when you, when you get caught doing that and they're like, sir, please don't do, no, 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 science says I can do this. I'm going to whip out, uh, my, whip out my vaccination passport. <laughs> <laughs> Just let that one hang, literally. And, um, <laughs> and a, and a picture of Dr. Fauci. Like, yeah. He he says I can do this. Literally, like I have, I have several forms of, uh, identification that say that I'm, I'm all vaxxed up. I'm all vaxxed up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but like for real, I have a physical card, I have an email and Mm -hmm. I, there's a website you can go to where you put in your information and says that this is your vaccination passport. Yeah, Um, dude. So I'm, I'm, I will be set and, uh, Misty's getting hers second round done, uh, in about a week, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. less than actually, by the time this episode comes out, sounds like you have your first one lined up. Yeah, Hopefully Katie can follow suit soon. Yeah, I'm hoping we'll have to we'll have to see what we can do to get Katie in there. I think we'll just try to go see if we can get her an appointment. Uh, yeah, I ended up getting one through work. Um, I will be getting my first dose. I'm assuming my first dose. I haven't been told what I'm going to be getting at this point, but I'm just going to go under the assumption that it's the 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 two shot one of the two shot deals. Yeah. Um, until I'm told otherwise, but yeah, I'll be getting my first first round the day this comes out this episode comes out so 
we'll see where I'm at when we have a record episode 99. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. We were talking about it earlier, but like that light at the end of the tunnel keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I mean, like, I feel like I felt like hot garbage for like four and a half hours this morning. I was up from three to seven 30 with just chills and aches and all this other shit. But like, you know, this is, if this is what I got to do to protect my wife, my mom, my family, and like, which includes all you guys, like, yeah, "Eh, whatever. I'll be fine. Exactly. I can deal. Exactly. We'll do whatever we need to do. I can be an adult. Right. (laughs) Put up with this. I could be responsible. It's, I, I I don't know. I don't know if you ever watched the comedian, Nate Bargatze. He just came out with a new. Yes. Netflix. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't watched that, but he's got a new special out, right? And he he's got a quick little bit about, you know, obviously doing being a comedian during COVID has got to be a very interesting. I know last year Katie and I went and saw him uh live in Chicago at like a drive up. Right. Right? Like yeah. it was we were in our car. So it was like a real interesting um dynamic. But you know, he was like, I you know, I got friends. You know, I got friends and family on both sides. Like I got, I got people who like shower with masks on, you know, just because they're afraid their gerbil might have it. And then he, then he's like, uh, and then I got friends who I'm not even sure who know what COVID is. Like they're, they're, they're acting like they're trying to get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that just kind of, uh, yeah. You know, that's kind of how this last year has gone. I, I can, I can, uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Right. I can, I can, uh. I can relate to that for sure. For and sure. I mean, I I know there's some people are very skeptical, uh, especially given how the government's treated them over the past several decades and everything like that. Yeah. And like you know, you got to keep that in mind. And like I know, oh, yeah. I know of without naming people, I know personally people who've received like the HPV vaccine and stuff like that and got um, mm-hmm. epilepsy from it. Yeah. So like, you got to be you got to be cautious. You yeah. got to be careful. But and. I was extremely diligent about researching the two vaccines that I, one of the two vaccines I knew I'd probably get and everything. And I felt comfortable enough. And ultimately it's, it's what I wanted to do and it's going to work for me. So it's, it's exactly right. You know, it's, it's, you do you, whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Um, is, but if you tell me if this, this fact, this, uh, whole thing's a hoax, I'm going to, I'm going to shove you down a flight of stairs. It's about 500,000 people who would disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, or would if they could. <sighs> yeah, um, exactly. Just make sure you're at the top of the stairs when you tell me this, because otherwise <laughs> that threat is an idle threat, because, I mean, let's be honest. You I'm going to go gonna find sh- some stairs. I'm not going to shove you down some stairs. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you come here I'm and tell me that. I'm going to feel like it. I'm going to think about it at night before I fall asleep and picture myself, too. Right, right. <laughs> Most likely I'll just walk away. Yeah. That's fine. It's, it'll be okay. <laughs> But yeah, um, other than that, like I haven't been playing video games lately. I've been just busy, busy worker bee. Get a little further, and I guess I got a little further in Jedi Fallen Order, playing on the hardest difficulty. But other than that, like played Minecraft yesterday. How was that? that? Uh, good. I come to the determination I want to beat the game, like okay. the story, quote unquote story. Sure. And uh, I didn't feel obviously like I got my shot yesterday at this. Well, you know, when we're recording, I got this yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, didn't know how I was going to react to the second one. So I just wanted to do nothing, not deal with anything, just be very chill, goal oriented and uh, starting the process of getting all the different materials needed to go to 
the end in Minecraft mm-hmm. started. So been working on that. Good. <laughs> it's nice. Very I th- relaxing. I feel like I have beaten Minecraft. I've actually gone to like the Ender Dragon, right? Like you have to go. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure both Misty and Katie helped me do that in the past because I had never done it either. Like I think I, they had okay. already had all the stuff. And then we just went and did it, and I'm pretty sure we just shot him with like bows and arrows. Yeah, I think is the strat. Bunch of different towers that have like yeah. particle beams that you need to destroy because mm-hmm. that's like armor for it or something like that. Yeah. It's interesting, but yeah, I mean that's a great game to just play if you need to just relax and just. That's exactly. It was exactly what I needed yeah. yesterday. Um, just, just relax. No, that's good. I mean, I, I've. I want to say I've probably been playing my my normal amount of games. Nothing, not, not too less, not too like not a lot. Um, uh, I did finally beat Bioshock Two on stream. Oh, very nice. So that was that was a good time, man. It just it felt like it just kept going and going and going. But um, I think I mean people won't be able to know by listening to this. But later tonight I'll be starting Bioshock Infinite, so I'm excited about that. I will be there for that one. Yeah, as man. much as I can be. I mean, I, I've, uh, I think, I, I think we've talked about it before. That was actually the only Bioshock that I've ever even mm-hmm. played slightly up to this yep. point. Um, so, like the first hour or two of Infinite, I may start to remember things here and there that I, I can remember playing in the past. But I think it was when the game first came out. Then I'd never even beaten it. So, like, and that was like twenty thirteen, something like that, right? So, like. I don't know. I, I guess I'll get to see if I can get the feel of it, see how it's either similar or different than the first two Bioshocks. Um, how did you like the second one? I enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as the first one, in my opinion. Right. Um, I did have a good time with it. I liked running around as like a big daddy, essentially, the entire mm-hmm. game, um, yeah. offering some new... I liked some of the quality of life improvements. Like the, uh, I probably said it many times during the stream. Um, like hacking into was way better than one. Um, yes. <laughs> it actually, yeah, it actually made me want to hack things more often into in one. I almost got to the point where it's like, dude, I'll just spend an auto hack or I'll just buy it. Like, I just don't want to do that this happens very quickly. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do the fucking tubes. I don't want to do that the whole time. It just pipe dream. You don't like pipe basically. Dream? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking four hours of it. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> it takes a long time it too. just and you want and that's the thing like that's the one thing i've learned from the first two bioshocks games is like i want to hack everything i just want yeah. to but if you have that pipe dream mini game Some, bullshit sometimes it's not worth it <laughs> right you're like fuck this i don't even need this whatever this turret um but the second one made it so much better it, the, the the story wasn't nearly what the first one was i mean there were some you know, surprises here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ultimately, I ultimately really enjoyed it. It was, it was still a fun game. I'm glad I'm playing through the series. It's, it's not as fun as uncharted, right? That's a, that's a hard one to live up to though. Um, it's very, they're different enough though that yeah. yeah, you can probably get it separated. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're so different. I mean, the uncharted series that you're playing a movie that's it yeah you're just you're, you're, you're indiana long. jones and laura croft <laughs> right. combined and there's big giant set pieces you get to play around with and in so right and it's just a fun time the writing's fun you know it's just it's a movie bioshock yeah. is definitely way 
I'm interested in the world, right? That that's been created, and I and I do remember Very. that Infinite, you're you're like up in the sky, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So like this will be the first time that you know the first two games I'm under the water and dealing with that whole you know almost Fallout like feel with some of the advertisements and the way they talk and mm-hmm. some of the technology, right? Yeah, like. How is that going to translate to in the sky? The and, sky. Right. The little bit that I remember, and I do remember you have to like run around. There is a girl in that one, but it's not like the little girls in one and two. No, I no, no. Think. It's not a little sister at all. Right. So you have, it's a very different dynamic. <laughs> right. Right. That's, and that's what I remember. I was like, it was just the one girl and I want to say I was trying to protect her, but Again, that she looks was... like she looks like Belle from yeah. um, Beauty and the Beast a little bit yeah. at times. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> yeah, say, and then oh, go ahead. Oh no, sorry, I was gonna say I, I want to say I remember walking into like a square, and somebody was trying to like sell something like a miracle cure. Mm-hmm. I think like that's yeah. a, that's about the most I remember from Infinite. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to, for you to dig into that and just like i don't i don't want to say anything <laughs> right right it's like i i love that game and it actually uh it came out it'll be eight years old on uh the friday after this episode oh shit really so march 26 2013 okay okay uh, uh and i mean it's troy baker is booker to yep yep and i forget who plays the girl but i do i did fight a bunch of animatronic presidents at one point it's fun <laughs> See, yeah, all this, this, this is the stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to to get into this one and actually try to get through it because I've really enjoyed one and two. I'm glad I'm I'm getting through it. I know Chris and I were talking about what I'm going to stream next after that. Um, I I haven't fully decided. I mean, Breath of the Wild is obviously on the table, right? We were we were talking about that one. the the big The big thing with that is that we're thinking it's such a big game. If I only do it on stream, man, that thing's going to take, that could take eight months. I think if you wanted to do that, you focus for streaming. If you want, if you did ended up doing it, it's like you focus main story quest lines, right. some side stuff here and there for funsies. But like, if you want to like, if you ended up enjoying the game enough, like finding, hunting down shrines and Korok seeds and stuff like that. So you can improve your stats would be perfect to do off stream right right because that's what i'm thinking i'm 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 trying to decide i mean there i i have been toying around with the idea of just playing through like the gta 5 campaign again because that's so that's been a minute since i've seen that right like i think i think we're getting we're getting close to the time now with some of those that like there's there's a potential that a lot of people maybe haven't seen them or forgotten a lot about what happens in the story? I cannot remember the last time I played through the campaign. It's probably been six to eight years. I mean, whenever something like that. I think I only it first came out. Yeah, I think I only done, I've only done it the one time. Um, there's multiple endings too. It's just it's such a big game. I never wanted to go like I wanted to go back and go through for a different ending, but like it, it would take so long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing too, right? Like that's just another big game. That if I just did it on stream, I mean, I don't think it would take too terribly long. It's, I mean, it's, I still play GTA no. five, like online. So mm-hmm. like controls, everything like that. It's not like I'm, you know, fish out of water, but that also came out in 2013. 
Right. So maybe so. I mean, I don't know. I've been I've been kind of toying around with that idea, but that's a game that I've played. I know I've been trying to, you know, focus on things that I have not played because you get my mm-hmm. genuine reaction to what the game is at that point. Whereas in GTA Five, like I may forget about a lot of the things in the middle, but I'm pretty sure I remember all the major, yeah, plot points, things that happen. I I remember that. Um, I don't know. You, you have options. Yeah, you can see what and see what you're feeling when the time comes. So I mean, you still got a little while. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at I still, least so I still got Bioshock Infinite to even get through. So yeah. that's an entire game. So like, I you know, I got plenty of time to to think about it. I just know I'd like to to maybe stick with something I have never played. And I know Breath of the Wild's been something we've we've teased for a while, and it's been a minute since I've dipped back into Link. Right and gotten yeah. back into that world. Like, I'm just to see where how improved that game. Yeah, like, <laughs> it would have been wild to go back to back Ocarina of Time to Breath of the Wild and just be like, "Holy shit!" It's night and day. <laughs> right? Like, oh my god! Let's see what 20, 30 years does in between releases, and you're like, oh, "Technology! Shit. Look at this game." <sighs> I'm sure we can come up with some other ones too. Yeah. We'll find something. Yeah. Either, either way, we know I'll I'll find something and I'll, you know, stumble my way through it one way or another. We'll get you there. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much all I got. Ready to end the episode? I'm just. It's <laughs> like, yeah, thanks for this week, guys. Quick one. <laughs> um, we did promise at the end of the last episode to. Uh, go through our thoughts on WandaVision mm-hmm. and we felt like we almost didn't want to because Chris isn't here today and everything but I think ultimately it makes more sense A because we teased it last time but B like putting it off for another two weeks is not that the you know people would forget but that's two more episodes of the Falcon and Bucky show <laughs> um, so your perspective is probably going to shift and uh, it's still fresh in our minds, at least my mind. Yeah. Assuming yours as well. Yep. Um, and yeah, like, man, we're going to spoil the hell out of this. Yes. So just forewarning. <laughs> yeah. If you have not seen WandaVision up to this point, one, you, I, I don't know what you're waiting for, but two, spoilers coming, heavy spoilers coming. Heavy, heavy spoilers. So at least you have the first 18 minutes of just fun banter yeah. uh, and chit chat and everything. But uh, I think from here on out, if you need to not listen because you haven't seen WandaVision or you don't want it spoiled, we understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, d- d- please find a way to watch it. If you're if you're leaving us, sorry, I'm like I got foggy brain right now, so I'm kind of like lost. But it's all good. I'm, rain, I'm pulling it together. It's all good. Um, <laughs> uh, find somebody's you know Disney Plus account and log in and go watch it because it actually won't take that long. You can watch the whole series in a day. Oh less, yeah, way less way less than a day, oh, yeah. and uh, most episodes probably run what twenty five ish minutes. Yeah, I want to say the first, what, like one through six or seven is like 20, 25, 32 minutes, maybe max. And then later on, they get to be a little bit longer. But 
I think the max Last episode's they, about an hour. Yeah, but. they they max out at an hour, and like even if you didn't want to cram it all into one day, this is easily something you could do in a weekend. Oh gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, or you can get through it in just a week, watch an episode or two every night or something like that. It's super super easy. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> um, but I think that means spoiler territory begins now. Yeah. <laughs> So see you later. Uh, <clears throat> have a good one. See you next time. Uh, maybe uh, whoever ends up editing this, put in a jump in right here and say, if you want to listen to the ending for uh, shower thought and all that stuff, put it the time code, the time code in after you're done editing right here. Yep. There it is. Maybe if not read the description of the episode and you can jump forward. <laughs> so, can you believe it was Mephisto the entire time? I'm kidding. <laughs> pause, pause, pause. I went really hard on that one, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, I, we have on our like major plot points here. So like essentially this takes place a few weeks after the blip, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's well. It's yeah. It's like or a it's, few months. It's a few weeks or months after essentially Endgame finishes. Hey Google, when does WandaVision take place after Endgame? Uh, it takes three to four weeks after the finale of Endgame. Okay. Yep. It's about a month. So. Um, <clears throat> and this is. I, it's such a it's such a i love this like piece of television mm-hmm. <laughs> that disney and marvel decided to do um it's obviously it focuses on wanda uh and vision who is if you happen to not remember what happened at the end of endgame uh is very much alive and uh seemingly just completely fine yeah which is very opposite of the end of Endgame. How we left it. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's... Uh, they, they're married now, and they're moving to an idyllic suburb uh, in New Jersey. And they're ready to have a nice, wonderful life together. And then, obviously, things kind of get turned on its ear. And uh, it becomes a show very much about grief and dealing with grief or not dealing with grief yeah very yeah i mean like what are what are some of the bigger plot points for you well yeah for me i mean like so yeah i mean it's essentially this is they're they're moving to westview right which is you you learn throughout the like throughout the watching the series that that's a place where wanda and vision had like I guess Vision had found a location that they were actually going to try to get a home in this small town. Yes. And now that's what causes Wanda, I guess, unbeknownst to her, maybe subconsciously move to this town and start to basically take over people. So like the big one of the biggest plot points, right, is that that essentially Wanda is controlling a large this entire town and forcing these people under her control unbeknowing un, unknowingly to her right early on until right. you evolve through the series and then she realizes what she's doing mm-hmm. um 
she's creating this reality for herself in which vision is still alive and well, um, is to what, like what you were just saying, right? Like this, this show is very much focused around, you know, her dealing with the death of vision and not really dealing with the death of and vision, just, and, and just know? ultimately not really doing a good job of dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, Therapy is important, guys. Yeah, yeah. Basically, entrapping thousands of people in the this entirety room. of this town of Westview, New <laughs> yeah. Jersey. Yeah. So each each episode, right, is a is a different time area. So like the first one you start with, it's in the fifties. Um, it's all black and white setting. Then the episode two is the sixties, and then the seventies. You know, and they evolve up into the 80s, 90s, and then you get like the Malcolm in the Middles and the Modern Families. And then eventually it just right. breaks out into, okay, then you really know what's going on. But like some of the major plot points, right, is that Sword, the... the uh, almost caught a glimpse of. Right. Like you get Sword, the... the Basically the division, like it's kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D., but uh, it's for space, right? Essentially it's for... So- yeah, in the comics, that's what it's for. In the show, it is um, about sentient weapons and controlling them, more or less. But I have a really good feeling that by the time we get into later shows coming down the line for Disney Plus and some of the movies, that sword is going to become what it is in the comics. Uh, and just basically the shield of space. <laughs> yeah, essentially, right? And we find out that sword was founded by um monica rambo's mother who we met in captain marvel because you meet you meet monica rambo as the little girl in captain Marvel. child right yes um you find out that her mother died during the blip while monica was blipped out um she comes back to work for she or for almost said shield for sword (laughs) and now they're like trying to monitor right this this basically a missing town right um yep well, it's like, and it's even teased like that. Um, it's we learn in the fourth episode. It's like a break from the structure we would we were given in the first three, where we learn we see Monica Rambo come back, um, and she doesn't know where her mom Maria Rambo is, uh, apparently. And like you said, during that time, she died of passed away of cancer, uh, but everyone was gone for five years because of the snapping. Yep. And um, she was Monica is one of the ones who was dusted, came back and now is wants to keep going back to work for sword, um, which I'm trying to f- see where that like what it stands for. Exactly. It's sentient weapons operations. And I forget what the R.D. is research and development, probably. But um yeah. Yeah, and like you said, they changed it for the show. It's like weaponized opposed to... Which, is sentient weapon is exactly what Vision is. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. And, and honestly, um, Wanda as well. Uh, just not a robot, but... Well, at one point during the show, you you learn that, or it's set up, that Wanda went and stole Vision's body after they after essentially we collected vision's body because he's just an android right it's just, right you take the you take the mind stone out of his head and he you know that's that's how he dies at the end of infinity war right if if you didn't know that again spoilers um 
But then he, you later find out that, no, they're actually been trying to rebuild Vision. So at, at a certain point, and I know I'm jumping way ahead to the end of the, the series here, but like essentially white Vision shows up. And, and to somebody who hasn't read a lot of the comics, I don't fully understand what that means. But you begin to understand that that's the moment you realize that Wanda is fully creating Vision out of nothing. She's literally creating reality around her. Because um, she's that powerful. <laughs> because she's that powerful. And it's just something that I think we've all been saying for for years, right? Like Wanda, like, like the Scarlet Witch is so much more powerful than what they've made her in the movies. And I think now you're finally, they're kind of explaining that, right? Like that's also a very yeah. big part of this this whole show is that like you get to see that evolution of her character into the Scarlet Witch in in this episode is or in this series is the first time you actually get to hear somebody use that name. Yep. Right. And I mean, it's basically she comes into the role of the Scarlet Witch because she realizes that she is that powerful and like this also the first mention of hex magic and you know, the hex thing plays a huge mm-hmm. deal in the show. Um, that's what they call what uh, the entirety of the uh, town is in. It's called the Hex because it is a hexagon. Yep. And uh, SWORD, I found out, stands for Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division. There you go. Um, eventually, it will become Space Shield. But uh, <clears throat> it's, I don't know, going through beat by beat, like, we find out that the reason we everything's in black and white in the beginning and it's m- clearly modeled after like the Dick Van Dyke show, then Bewitched, then the Brady Bunch and stuff like that is because Wanda as a child, when before her parents were killed, um, they would practice English or learning English by watching all these old, old timey Nick at Night era up to like Malcolm in the Middle uh, shows. And that's how they learned and practiced their English. Mm-hmm. And as a as a kid growing, not I didn't like grow up on it, but like I watched a lot of Nick at Night when I was younger. And obviously, like being a child of the '90s, I saw a lot of Malcolm in the Middle and all that stuff. So like, I love the fact that each episode is like a different era <laughs> in yeah. historic television, uh, and it's filmed and set appropriately <laughs> for it, like that plays its own role in the entirety of the show. Um, but it's just like it, the basic story is like, it's Wanda not dealing with what actually happened very well and becoming more powerful because of it. And then she really doesn't get a hold on herself either at the end of the show. No. Um, Cause she has to lose. She knows, she knows she messed up. Um, she does find that out, but and and will release everybody from the spell they're under. Uh, but it's at the cost again of Vision and their two children together. Um, oh yeah, during this during the show, uh, <laughs> she just becomes pregnant with twins. She's, yeah, out of nowhere, which which I think plays into what you know, like what you said earlier, where you thought that oh that's where Mephisto comes in, right? Because in the comics, and correct me if I'm wrong. He he creates the twins. She, yeah, essentially, she lost Vision, and then with the help of Agatha Harkness, uh, she is pregnant and has twins, Billy and Tommy, and um, 
later on you find out if they are part of a deal she made with the devil quite literally mephisto and they're fragments of his soul um and so like the entire after the first episode or two like i was touting like it's gonna be goddamn like mephisto's gonna be the big bad mm-hmm. here at the end and everything like that uh cut, cut to the last episode like i looked at misty at one point looked over and i'm like we are like you see the dark hole book which is a series it was a book that um has foretells the story of the scarlet witch becoming this all-powerful person uh and we at that point we've gone beyond mephisto like we're into somebody more powerful here yeah uh, um and that's all the fun part about it is that's also a book that's missing probably from uh the first doctor strange movie when <laughs> yep. it's in the library and there's a book missing from the forbidden section it's that one yep uh in the comics the Darkhold was made by a dude named Kathan. I don't, we don't know if that's who we're going to be getting, but it's definitely plausible. Um, and like we've been told that this series is going to tie directly into the second Doctor Strange movie, the Multiverse of Madness, right. and should also have implications for the next Spider Man film, uh, Long Way Home, or what is it? Long- um, Something like that. I almost just said far from home. That's just the second one. Yeah. <clears throat> we know they all have home in them. They sure do. They got the homes. It's, uh, I don't know, just the way the show is presented to us, having something done episodically uh, from Marvel isn't something we've gotten since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that wasn't a very popular show. No offense to it or the people who worked on it. All right. It's no way home. No way home. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. But my goodness, like, I, I honestly think that the thing that sold it for me the most was just that it was taken from all these iconic television shows of the 50s all the way up through the 2000s. Uh, like, you started with Dick Van Dyke. The house that they live in is modeled, like, every episode is different, but modeled pretty much the same and is definitely modeled after uh, like the dick van dyke house the bewitched house i dream of genie house mm-hmm. uh then brady bunch partridge family like family ties like all these different <laughs> things as we progress through um each era but I, I i truly enjoyed that especially growing up on nick at night as a kid um and it's just like there's so much here that they've didn't answer that is could that will probably have implications on the what we get from here on out oh yeah. um falcon the winter soldier just started as last friday um i don't think it's gonna have any implications with that because it's a completely different thing and very different uh i don't know how to phrase it properly there's already a different feel a completely different It's just a diff. You can tell there's a difference immediately from jump between the two movies. And I think, or two movies, two shows. And I think Mm -hmm. just, just seeing, since we've seen how WandaVision plays out and just based off the first episode of, you know, Falcon winter soldier, um, you, you can definitely tell that one is more based in reality, I guess. If, if, you know, I think 
if that as makes far sense. As, you know, as far as having a dude who has wings and can fly with a jetpack and a dude right. with a cybernetic arm who's 104 right. years old can be based in grounded reality but it is like it makes sense right like one is one is you're dealing with everyday human issues right and the other one is being completely that reality is being completely created by the main character and you're jumping through different decades like you said like there is so much that happens in every single one of these episodes that like if we legitimately wanted to record a full 100% spoiler cast and go episode by episode, this would be a six to eight hour episode. You know what I mean? Easily, like there's easily. so much in here. Like we haven't even touched on the fact that both Darcy from the Thor, like Darcy um, mm-hmm. from the Kat Thor Dennings. movies, Kat Dennings is in this and Jimmy Woo, the FBI agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like is also in this and plays a major role, <laughs> plays major roles in this. So you've got Monica Rambeau from the Captain Marvel movie. You've got Jimmy Woo from the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. And then you've got Darcy from the Thor movies. And you've taken those three franchises and all just brought them into WandaVision. Like, boom, there's the entire universe coming into this one show that's now going to set up even more. You know, you get to see Monica Rambeau get her powers because she goes through the hex multiple times. It completely rewrites her DNA. I don't know what her I don't fully understand what her her character is in the comics. She's like Photon or something. It depends. She, she goes by several different names in the comics. Um, her mom's call sign was Photon. Uh, if, if there's just a brief shot of it, like in episode four, when she gets to the sword base and everything and it talks about the directors and stuff like that and her mom's uh, call sign was photon so i'm guessing she's going to be someone called spectrum okay uh and basically she can change that use light in a bunch of different ways and change some reality type stuff which is what we kind of seen her start to do yeah um even as far as being shot and stopping bullets and being fine yeah <laughs> Um, it's like, so she is going to be playing a major role probably in the secret wars show we're eventually getting. Okay. Uh, and then eventually could be a part of a new set of Avengers for some movies. Well, time will tell. The other thing that we haven't talked about yet is we do find out by the end of the series what's actually going on, but they brought in Evan Peters. Right. Uh, who played Pietro, who is Wanda's brother, into the Marvel Universe. Uh, he's Quicksilver. And remember, in Age of Ultron, we have Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver, and he sacrifices himself and dies. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, her brother shows up, and it's the dude who played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. So, like, we all lost our collective little minds <laughs> about that. Yeah, thinking like, yeah, thinking, right, like this is how we start to bridge that X-Men MCU gap, right? Like that's an interesting choice to bring Evan Peters in here. I mean, you eventually learn that the he's the, just a dude. He's just a dude in the town that I think I think he is the the informant, right, for Jimmy Woo. Because like at the beginning of the series, Jimmy Woo talks about a missing informant. And I think that's him. We don't know yet, but right. possibly. I, that's my assumption, but like... Okay. That, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's just my assumption that he has been the guy in witness protection, but like he lost sight of him because Agatha Harkness is controlling him 
in every way, shape, and form. And that's also something we haven't really like. Oh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn in this in this entire series is, I mean, Chef's Kiss, man. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, it turns out that she is honestly the big bad of this little series, right? Being Agatha Harkness, the witch that helps give Wanda her kids and, you know, is, is honestly trying to absorb all of those Scarlet Witch powers because she's a witch from back in the, uh, Salem, um, witch, Salem trial witch trials. Yep. Which you get to see flashbacks of that. Yeah. And is basically eats their powers to become yep. more powerful. Yep. Uh, she kills her own mom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't forget that. Uh, and that's ultimately like why everything is happening the way it's happening is because she saw the power that Wanda potentially has and had the Darkhold and know about knew about the Scarlet Witch and wanted to take her powers to become more powerful. And it's just uh, like she plays like the nosy neighbor type in the first throughout the most the entire series wonderfully so yep and then it's like revealed that it's like oh no i'm i'm the one that's making like you know i took your children from you they're holding them here and you're gonna do my bidding because i want to know more about you and what makes you tick um and then we will be seeing her in the future as well uh in the comics she plays a not bad guy, not good guy, anti-hero type mm-hmm. um, who works with Wanda and Pietro for a while, uh, and then is also part of the reason that Billy and Tommy exist and every, all that, all that good stuff. But uh, she is currently just going to be thinking she's some cool mom or neighbor or whatever in Westview until uh, Wanda needs her again. Yeah, and she'll be-, be called upon. Yeah, basically, by the end of the show, Wanda has gotten so powerful that. Once she defeats Agatha, right, she just turns her back into that Agnes, the nosy neighbor character that she was playing, you know, that whole time. Yeah. But now it's like Wanda's like, well, now you're going to be stuck in that role. Congratulations. Like, it's. I, I yeah, I don't know either. Like, it's ultimately where we end up is uh, Wanda is in the somewhere in the wilderness, like mountainous area in a cabin by herself and she is reading the dark hold learning how to make herself even more powerful and could potentially bring back her children yep um and possibly even vision although we have white vision who is currently on a for lack of a better term a vision quest yeah um trying to figure out who he is after fighting with Wanda's vision, which was real enough, but not only within the hex. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, there's so many goddamn layers. Right. Yeah. Like her kids and vision only exist within the hex, but she's got to, she's got to get rid of the hex so that she can return everybody to their lives. But then she's going to lose basically everyone again her family. Right. Um, but I mean, we do, we do know at the end, right. That end cred scene of the very last episode when she's reading the dark hold, like you hear the, you hear the twins. Yeah. But like you hear Billy and Tommy, but I didn't know if, out to her. Right. Like it, when I heard that, I didn't know if that was, is that Mephisto messing with her? Like could be who's messing with her at this point. Um, 
Well, if you look at the book, uh, The Darkhold, like there, one of the pages that is constantly shown is a list, or not a list, but like a bunch of circles that are overlapped on each other, mm-hmm. which is probably the multiverse. Sure. And so probably there is a universe out there where they are actually kids and alive. Sure. And don't need the hex. And I think she's just trying to tap into that oh. and find them. I didn't think of that. That's a good call. And maybe but is it that, also is that, easily could be, be messed with. And her trying to do that, is that going to, is that why we're going to get her in the multiverse of, mad, multiverse of madness? Like, is Doctor Strange going to have to show up and be like, hey, man. I think that's why he's going to get involved. Right. Like, you cannot keep messing with reality and time like you this. You are screwing up everything. Right. So... <laughs> This like so yeah like like we said this WandaVision ties should tie directly into Multiverse of Madness, and we're gonna see it's, it's supposed to also be able to tie into the No Way Home because I mean it depends what storylines they want to go with man right both of like Mephisto has, does stuff with Doctor Strange he's a uh, obviously like an opponent because um, that's exactly the type of stuff Doctor Strange would deal with. And then also there's a storyline for Spider-Man where it's called One More Day and uh, Aunt May is shot and killed because his identity is given out to the world. If you if you've and you've seen the second Spider-Man movie, you can see where this could die in. <laughs> right. Uh, like and his identity is revealed to the world. Aunt May is shot and killed and he makes literally makes a deal with the devil, Mephisto to bring her back but at the cost of losing his relationship with mj and a bunch of other stuff wow <laughs> about to see the mcu and, go real dark yeah i'm like <laughs> the comics that uh wandavision was based on like those there's some dark shit in there <laughs> yeah dude and we kind of got it too like uh, dealing with grief is a very human thing it happens to all of us and it's like that some people just don't handle it well and go a little crazy and when you are an enhanced human being or mutant <clears throat> since that's yeah. all on the table now uh like you know it's this is the what can happen and uh if you literally take away an entire town off the map and literally start peeling in and peering into different universes, multi the multiverse. Like you're gonna need a Doctor Strange to kind of maybe settle some stuff down. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I think that's that's part of the reason why I really gravitated towards this. I mean, the the series is just great anyway, right? But mm-hmm. doing it in that way, humanizing a lot of these things really does try to bring it back down and try to you know bring it more in towards reality right it kind of grounds it more like it because as much as it can be yeah yeah because like you know me like my my i like love the movie logan and in that movie you know professor x the most powerful brain in the world is going through alzheimer's and like dementia and like what happens when somebody Mm -hmm. of that ability isn't their self like isn't 100 in the right mind what happens to the world around them and like that's exactly what you see with wanda here like she's not dealing with the death of vision in the healthiest way um this is this is through the through the series the this is the third time vision is taken from her by the way <laughs> yeah and and then this one i mean this one's incredibly sad because it's like the second time 
that she has to be the one to, to get, get rid, rid of him. To kill him, more right. or less. Yeah. She has to kill him in Infinity War. Then she has to watch Thanos, Thanos bring him back. Rip the Mind Stone out. Right. Yeah. And then kill him. And then she's got to like get rid of. Sacrifice him. Right. So that everything can go back to normal. And it's Man. like, how much are they going to do this girl dirty? <laughs> Right. I feel so bad. I feel so bad for her. She lost her parents. She lost her brother. She lost the love of her life who looked after her. And like we get glimpses into what's taking place during Civil War, uh, after post Age of Ultron during Civil War era where Vision like forms a relationship with her Mm -hmm. and has some of the best like writing. Like what is grief if not love everlasting is beautiful. Yeah. Um. And I'll, 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 you know, also to be fair, these are the same writers who called a character Ralph Boner. But like, but I think that was a reference to like the comic books. And like, honestly, there's so many different things layered within this series. Like one of the one of the townspeople, one of the women that you know is is n- more of a prominent, I guess, um, extra. I guess, or townsfolk is that mm-hmm. Sarah Proctor. Yes. Um, that's her name in the show. And in fact, that's a real name of a woman that was tried at the Salem witch trials. Her name was Sarah Proctor. Like that's, that's the level of shit that they threw into the show. They really like, you know, there's when, if you really like go in and look at it, like there's so many layers of things that are just, they don't, bring up intentionally or you know to like explain it to you at any point but they are there yeah and that's what the internet's for honestly yes it's finding all these different <laughs> kinds of things they have to be very helpful what what easter eggs did i miss in all of this uh like who is it mm-hmm. emma caulfield ford played sarah Rockard's mm-hmm. dotty what you know when, when she's in the hex like the, the other part of this too is like when you're in the hex until wanda like released everybody like it goes to that time period so anything that goes into the hex becomes era appropriate yep which is just fun to see yes but like... <laughs> getting to watch through all those different decades was incredibly enjoyable to watch um especially since they did it in the most genius way i mean because like i think we were talking about just before we started recording matt shockman the guy who directed every single one of these episodes was very involved if you watch the uh, Marvel Assembled, where you get the making of. Um, they'll go into more detail about of how how this guy was basically like that was his life going around on all these different like he was on a lot of these different you know shows in the eighties, nineties, nineties, yeah. Like so, he's got a very real, real world view of like how those things looked and how they felt and how to recreate that. And you got to think Elizabeth Olsen, she grew up. On essentially, on, yeah, I mean, with her and was sisters. on Full House. That's yeah, her first man. acting credit. So, like, she's been around all this, and the way they were able to recreate all of that was so incredibly enjoyable to watch. While, in addition to that, they were driving this, you know, where we're it kind of felt like the B B story, right? The subplot, mm-hmm. um, which you come to realize is the actual main plot of the show. Like all that other stuff is just to kind of distract you from what's really going on. And that's, what's so impressive about it. Right. Because like mm-hmm. they set up the people in sword, right. Originally how the people in sword start to even monitor them is they find these being broadcasted on like old, essentially the energy that created the universe. They just had to yep. tune into that frequency. And on these old TVs, you could start tuning into the show that was just being broadcast to, 
just they're watching the show in the show like right (laughs) so it's like we're a part of the audience but so are the people within the show they're also a part of the audience so it's like it's just brilliant how you're able to layer it in that way and and it works um, um, and to also bring in, like, quite literally, they brought in an audience <clears throat> yeah. uh, for the first couple episodes, like, that were set during 50s, 60s era. Like, they were filming a 50s, 60s era sitcom. They had audience, an audience sitting in seats watching the production happen, and literally, like, they are all dressed period appropriately as well. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's insane the level of detail you go into. So, like, when you hear, pe- like, a laugh track in especially the first episode like that's those are actual people watching the show like and just filmed in front of a live studio audience like you don't do that you don't do that anymore i mean especially the past year but like you know that doesn't happen anymore and it's just like the little details like that that just make me love this show yeah yeah dude (laughs) on top of all the little details they have layered in throughout all the different episodes that is like, oh, this is a person who was literally tried during the Salem witch trials. Like there's, you have Evan Peters, who is Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men universe. Like, so like now do we have mutants mm-hmm. like bringing in um, just. <sighs> well, even the fact that they referenced that like Wanda, uh, I think it's in episode eight, I think. Right. Cause that's the one where we go back and see them sitting in their apartment House. Yeah, waiting for you know the the Tony Stark, you know missile to explode. Basically, what the all that backstory that we were given in Age of Ultron when they're talking about like we waited two days for Tony Stark to kill us, like you finally get to see what exactly happened. Exactly, and then it really starts to layer in like them watching all these shows, and you really start to put together like oh Wanda's just dealing with some shit. And she's just reverting back to being a child. Yep. And that's safe. And she, she, this is comfortable. And this is something that she doesn't have to worry about. Like, well, and it's not only that, but like until now, like they were, especially when Age of Ultron came out, they didn't, mutants weren't a thing in the right. MCU because Fox still owned the rights to it. Right. Uh, and the X Men and everything. So it's like, obviously, we know that Disney acquired Fox and all the properties that come along with that. And so we've been wondering, like, are we going to get mutants in the MCU now? Because, like, they technically own the word right. now. Like, how do we uh, how do we introduce this? And that's exactly how it, when Evan Peters shows up, I was like, is this how they do this? Is this mm-hmm. part of the multiverse and everything like that? Obviously, that was a big red herring. Um, well, I mean, they, they like, do they do reference that Wanda, like, you did get your powers from the Mind Stone, but like. She was an enhanced individual. That was the term they used. And yeah. her powers came from the Mind Stone from Baron Von Strucker uh, experimenting on her. Mm-hmm. And then, it's, you know, as you were just talking about the whole, like, we waited two days for Tony Stark to kill us. Like, when the bomb is literally in their apartment, you find out that she was probably, it wasn't because of the Mind Stone. It brought out her powers a lot more, but, like, she had powers. Right. There was something about her, something about the twins that was and her special. Brother. Right. Yeah. That, like allowed for why was it that only those two were able to gain these powers from this mind stone like they're really starting to layer in like maybe so maybe they were mutants the maybe, whole time right? maybe mutants were there and you know and then of course her sending people in and out of the the hex like we know that changed darcy's dna so like is that monica awesome? rambo's dna clearly so like or, yeah, it, not that's... Dar- or, Dar- or i guess darcy also went through once well, so i guess say, at one point, the hex gets expanded like a right. lot, and 
there's about 50 to 100 people who get brought into that and then brought out again and maybe brought in one more time. So, like, maybe, like, I've, that's my big theory is, like, that's how they're introducing mutants. Mutants, yep. Like, we're, we're, um, we're changing them on a genetic level. You basically are, are throwing it out there, like, this is going to mutate their DNA and this is just how it's going to go. And so we'll see what, ha- like, maybe we can get Deborah Joe Rupp uh, back again as a mutant or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something. I love Deborah Jarrup. <laughs> the mom from that 70s show, if you are. Yep. Yep. And she was, I mean, she was great in this series. She's great in everything. Everything. Fucking adorable in the <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. Yep. I think she was just happy to get to do some of these things. <laughs> yeah. She just seems so like, yeah, man, I got to like. <laughs> She's super excited. I got to pretend to be choked out by Wanda in the street and I had to scream. Like, I was like, oh, man. Like, it's she's probably... about getting, like, body scanned and put yeah, in dude. and stuff like that. She's so, like, that's freaking out about it. That's definitely stuff that she's probably never had to do. No. You know, she? she's just like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's do this. Like, she's adorable. So, without going into a ton of detail, like, what do you think the biggest <laughs> Easter eggs or theories were? <laughs> Uh, biggest Easter eggs are probably like some of the ones that we've already kind of talked about, right? Like the, 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 the actual Darkhold book, the Scarlet Witch, the throwing in Evan Peters. I feel like they're, tr- they're trying to throw our scent off here a little bit by just saying he's Ralph Boner. He's just like the guy that's been in the, but like why Evan Peters? Like, are you... F- all right. Are you fucking with us? But like, why Evan Peters? Because he's literally her brother in another, what I would assume is another multiverse, right? Like, that's kind of how I was trying to connect those two things. Um, outside of that, I'm, I'm, you know, us actually getting Agatha Harkness, the twins, um, those are the big ones for me. Sword, now Monica Rambo, you know, her mentioning and a you know, an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of those. I mean, we we got to see quite a few Easter eggs come to fruition. Like the fact that within the show itself, yeah. Yeah, the fact that Agnes was it was rumored that she was Agatha Harkness for a long time. Like during the Halloween episode, she wore a witch's outfit. Like there was like <laughs> those things where it was like, yeah. I don't know if you're fucking with us or like, ha ha ha, like on the nose, but like, that's just how they did this show. So like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of the stuff that we don't know yet, right? Like if Mephisto's going to be around, like what are we going to do with the dark hold now that we have the book? Because it was kind of like an Easter egg, like referenced here and there. And then all of a sudden, boom. Right, exactly. And like it could mean it's Kathan, it could be um what's his face from the first Dormammu. It could be mm-hmm. Dormammu if like yeah. they want to keep that tied in. Like, right. you know, they could go a lot of different places. I think one of my favorite things is uh when you first see the sword base and everything and they're walking through it and they're in like a giant hangar where they're working on stuff, and then as we find out, like they were working on vision, mm-hmm. uh to recreate him and instead of a mind stone they have like a mini arc reactor in there which is nice because that's part of the personality who vision came from yeah um but they're working on a lot bigger things in the background when they're walking and talking and like i kind of feel like they're making a sentinel i do oh my god like if you want to bring in mutants you're gonna need sentinels that's (laughs) 
Oh shit. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like this is their first foyer into that level of Android weaponized. Yeah. You know, control. And if you're a fan of the X-Men, you know who Sentinels are. Yeah, dude. That's or what the Sentinels are. That's a bad time. So, um, giant robots that just go out to hunt down mutants, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. This is the easiest way to put it. So, like, I, I love that. Um, in the last episode, seeing the Skrull show up uh, to talk to Monica. Yep. It has lots of implications for future The Secret War show and the, probably other stuff, too. Captain Marvel 2, possibly even. like. Yeah, because at the end of Far From Home... Right. We, we, you mm-hmm. find out in Far From Home that um, Samuel Jackson's character is not Nick Fury. It has not been Nick Fury that entire time. It's actually been Talos. Talos. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so now it's it's like it cuts to Nick Fury just being up in the ship at the end of Far From Home. And now it's like another little nod of like, no, oh, this is where we're going. Like, we're going to go talk to Nick Fury up in space. Yeah. Man. This <laughs> is... There's a lot of stuff. So like, much. We were saying before we started, like, eventually there will be a dip in mm-hmm. quality or something we just don't care for. But for the foreseeable future, like, everything is tying together so much and there's so much stuff going on. Like, I don't know if it's we're going to get that for a while. Yep. I hope not. I hope not, too. Um. Yeah, it's probably going to happen to something. I mean, I yeah, I just plan on I'll, I will trust them until they do something to cause me to, you know, be like, oh well, not everything they come out with is great, oh, well, but like, because they, they even like they've done ahead. that now. Yeah, sorry, like they've done that now. Like, not every single movie of the twenty four movies of like the you know phase one through three was like great. Like there were no. some downers in there, There's but some like not great ones. But but ultimately, right? I trust the vision. Uh, pun intended. Uh, the uh, but I, I I overall trust what they've done. So like, let's see where they go. And and honestly, this this just reiterates some of the stuff that we've talked about many times on past episodes, right? Of like, I, we may have even said it like on the last episode. Like, not everything needs to be a movie. Some things, just look at what you can describe and look at what you can present to us. And in you know, give us more context and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give us more Easter eggs. When you do it in this format, it allows you to just go in so many different directions. Exactly. So. And I mean, like I said, some of those directions are going to be great, but what we got right now is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, I did not care for episode eight, the one where we get to see her past, how everything came to be like, there's some good stuff in there, but like I, yeah. it was way too, like I felt it was way too on the nose, but like, Oh, it's because she watched all these sure. sitcoms sure. for DVDs. Like it makes sense story-wise and everything, but it was just like, Oh, come on. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I think I had less of an issue with that aspect of it. Um, I think for me, it just felt like a stepping back point in the series. Not that, not that yeah. it was a bad episode, right? It just, no, it's a good episode. It yeah, it just felt like we were building up into that point and then it almost felt like you took a step back for for episode 8 before then there was launching forward again, right? Yeah, there was way too much exposition from <clears throat> Yeah. uh Catherine Hahn's character 
throughout that whole thing uh and yeah. just like what you don't know that like that like you can't you let, don't know you can't perform spells in another <laughs> which is like okay like those are called runes let me tell you all about it you're like yeah, okay, dude. it's just like there's there was way too much exposition yeah. and too much on the no stuff for me and everything to like i get it to, ha- to have oh, it be yeah. the second to last episode it's like uh yeah, and it felt so different from episode seven and definitely different from episode nine. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's that that's all information that we wanted and we needed. I just I'm with you. I, and I think it will hit differently if you watch the last half of the series all consecutively versus yeah. having to wait a week for it. Like Maybe I was just like, Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you you've built to a point. You're so ramped up to see that next episode, and then you're like, "Oh, we're taking a step back here." Okay. Okay. We're gonna explain all this stuff. All right. Cool. And that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's overall that show is. I mean, it's truly amazing for a Marvel fan. <laughs> Dude, I'm adding it to my rewatch list of like, if I'm gonna watch through all the MCU movies, I'm it's gonna gotta be included. I'm gonna add it because it's now a part of the story. It's it's. And like we said, it's you can do it easily in an afternoon. It's not you'll burn through the first six episodes in two and a half hours, it feels like. Like they're all very short, right? Exactly. And they all don't have end and credit scenes, which you had to get used to. Not every single one did. And then of course it's <laughs> it's the MCU, so like well, just the last two episodes, right? Yep. You're gonna get some and then they're gonna just offer more questions, but I mean like outside of that, is there anything else you didn't like about it? I know there's some things for me that like not that I don't necessarily don't like, but like, where is White Vision now? You know what I mean? I don't know what he's they, doing. They left some questions on the table. Right. Like, is... Like, not is, even a hint towards what's going on. Right. Like, is Agatha really going to just be stuck in that town? Like, how is everybody else going to react to her just walking around? Like, they know who she is at this point, right? Yeah. Like, how do you get around that? Like, um who is that aerospace engineer that Monica mentioned? Like we all had theories. Thought it was Reed Richards. We did. We thought here comes the Fantastic Four, and you never hear anybody. They just you know whatever they and will... it's potentially the the woman uh, major. I could think, have been. or yeah, like it could literally just be her. Right, right. Who helped work on that uh, whatever that vehicle is that couldn't get through Moon the, the rover type thing? Essentially, yeah. yeah. So and like... it's like they built they built it up for two episodes, and then it's just like, oh, it's potentially just this. <laughs> right woman who worked with monica's mom uh maria in the past which is fine but it's just like they made they made it stand out so much that it kind of just felt like huh yeah like why do you Um, say aerospace engineer that you're gonna when you say that it's gonna you're gonna think of other aerospace engineer characters within the mc like universe so and like alongside that we still don't know who um the with person of witness protection actually is uh we have theories obviously and everything but like that's it's explained her it's brought up in episode four yeah and it's just never that's never paid off um and i don't know it's just uh, some of the vision on vision battle was like yeah. It was cool because it was the first time we got like actual like oh this is a Marvel property. Uh, here's some big fight scenes and stuff like that. <laughs> yep. But uh, just the and then the whole conversation they have with each other about Theseus's boat and everything like that, and, which is a good conversation. It is, but it's just like 
is this how it ends? And then he just, <laughs> White Vision goes away, and we don't know what he's going to do. I also have a very hard time believing that uh, somebody, even if it is for S.W.O.R.D., that is a government agency, I have a very tough time thinking that a director of a government agency would just willingly shoot at children. Right. Right. Uh, I, I think Which that, happens in the last episode. Yeah, Director Hayward. I think, like, mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, oh, this guy might be Mephisto. And then, I, like, I honestly feel like it's he's someone else, and that's not actually Hayward. Right. But, like, the way they ended, it just makes it seem like, no, nah, he's just a dude who, I mean, who, jail. who potentially did have to live, right? He had to live through the blip. We know that. He lost a right. lot of people. So, like, I don't know. Maybe he's a guy at a certain, you know, he's got mental faculty that's just like, maybe, I, yeah, I he's cannot just let dumb. this happen again. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, maybe. Like, we could be looking into it more than what it is, but I don't know. Like... But that's what this show did. There's so many things just sprinkled everywhere that you like have to look at everything. And we probably won't find out <laughs> the answers to them until, I mean, maybe ever, but like also right. until the movies. I don't know. But but I mean, yeah, exactly. Like where we go from here, what they where they take it. Like I do like that it's already, you know, like to me, <clears throat> to me, Age of Ultron is probably the the weakest uh avengers movie not to say it's not mm-hmm. bad by any means it's it's and a, it's very important it's a very good movie right but this series i think has now ch- what i what i really like about it is it's like starting to change some of the stuff we've already seen like in, right. in perspective like now when i go back and watch age of ultron and makes we, sense yeah and you get vision and wanda for the first time it's a different feeling because you know it where is. they go so that I, that's what I really like about this, that we're already, you know, like, because Endgame already did that a little bit, right? Like, it made yeah. the first Avengers movie feel just a little bit different because you're like, oh, they're there somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, Sorcerer, around. Sorcerer Supreme, she's up there also fighting. Like, it, it, it creates all this more context where you're like, I'm looking at this universe now more, you know, broader. Oh, from a, uh, yeah, pulled back a yeah. little bit more. And you're like, okay, there's a stuff going on here that I don't see that I know is going on because I've seen it in other things. So now, like, I don't right. know. It's, it's, it helps, right? It, it definitely helps Thor Dark well, World it, when... It gives perspective. <laughs> right, exactly. Perspective and context really helps. Super helpful. As we've learned with the... We're not going to get into it, but... Snyder Cut. Yeah. <laughs> context go watch that wow, yeah, dude. By the way, just a what it can do for a movie <laughs> changes everything for the better um yeah it's ultimately though like one vision like such a good idea and a bold decision brilliant <laughs> to do it the way right? they did it this could have gone uh, and, it, so, and it worked yeah it could have gone so horribly wrong and they nailed it so and just bringing everything together while also expanding the universe like it's does both of those pretty well so go watch wandavision (laughs) yeah uh and then eventually uh i don't know how many episodes from now let's see probably five around there we might do a falcon and bucky show one yep we might have to do these loki and then there's Loki. Oh my God! And that could tie into yeah. right. He's dealing with time and um, time variance authority. Yeah, dude. Like, 
the the only yeah i just don't i don't know how winter soldier like the falcon and winter soldier movie or show is going to to tie into the rest of it but at least we know like wandavision now that what we've seen and what we've assuming we're gonna see from loki yeah man you can start tying a lot of this shit back into each other and start connecting dots that i think uh the falcon and bucky show is gonna tie into more of the avenger whatever the next avengers movie is yeah you're probably right like the new avengers or whatever they end up going with. i have a feeling but we'll we'll, obviously it's only we're only one episode and there's (laughs) a lot of real there's a lot of real estate left (laughs) yeah from episode one of wandavision to the final episode of wandavision a lot (laughs) took place in between there and a lot changed so i'm just i'm i'm i mean i got my i'm here i'm here for the ride i got i got my seat on that roller coaster and i'm ready to go let's just go exactly I'm, I'm along for the ride. Hell yeah, man. Um, anything else for you? No, no. I we yeah. We we could go we, for a long time. I, just... I I wish we could cover this in more detail and everything, but like that's unfair. Yeah, <laughs> for dude. the editor, uh, and just you, the listener in general too. So like we kind of jumped all over the place, and I apologize, but like it works. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that does mean it is now time for, uh, do you want, how do we do this? Do you want it? Tweet corner. Tweet corner. Tweet corner. (laughs) Our first one (laughs) comes from our boy, our man, Jeff, allegedly, allegedly, Jeff, uh, at CGY podcast. What MCU team up would you pitch to Disney plus and why is it Korg and Lewis from Ant-Man played by Michael Pena in a buddy cop TV show? Hashtag tweet corner. Oh, damn. I mean, that wouldn't be, be, that one would be pretty good, but like to be honest with you, man, after what I've seen of WandaVision, I really want to see Darcy and Jimmy Woo. I would love to see both of their characters and what they do. I would, yeah, dude. Uh, I would do, Hmm. I feel like the kid from Iron Man three. Oh shit! Sure. And Wong <laughs> could be interesting. <laughs> that holy shit! That. Uh... I'm I'm like I'm just thinking back to Iron Man three and how that kid keeps giving Tony anxiety attacks, and Wong talking to Doctor Strange about not having money for that whatever sandwich. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I can see it. <laughs> could work. It could work. I could see this show. Um, part of me wants to see Happy and uh, Aunt May because we see quite a oh, bit of that in yeah. Far I would love that home, or uh, Homecoming and Far From Give home. me more than give me more of. Give me more of them for No Way Home. Dude, that that would be... That was fun. That was just a fun little time. It was a good time. Dynamic. It was a nice, like, change of pace. Hell yeah, <laughs> Stuff man. like that. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll let you take the second one since there's there's two. All right. The second one is also from our, our buddy at Allegedly Jeff. Jeff Allegedly. At CGY Podcast. Summarize WandaVision in the worst way you can. Hashtag Tweet Corner. I feel like we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst way possible <laughs> just listen to this episode if you've made it this far i think you i think you were on that ride with us um let me see so summarize the wandavision the worst way you can uh What's woman woman with 
uh, emotional issues terrorizes a town, a small town. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, oh God, what's the name of this album? Take off your pants and jacket. I wish. That was the first one that came to my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so you you listen to... It's basically Enya's A Day Without Rain, but with more exaggerated hand gestures. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that that (laughs) would... I dude, I think you're right. I think that would be the worst way you could try to summarize one division. <laughs> just listen to who can say on repeat <laughs> and just do more like interpretive dance with your hands. I love it. I kind of want to I kind of want to try to see somebody summarize one division to that song with more exaggerated hand movements. There's got to be a TikTok for it. <laughs> There's got to be. There has to be. <laughs> um well, that's those are the two we got. Thank you so much, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, uh, or allegedly, Jeff. I mean, assuming it's you. Uh, if you would like to give us a question to answer about the MCU or anything, honestly, uh, you can tweet at us or contact us via our Facebook or our Instagram, searching for at CGY Podcast, and just leave your question with the hashtag Tweet Corner. And uh, we'll answer it in the following episode. And if you like what you hear, um, if you want some non-spoilery cast stuff, you can uh, head over to iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google's podcast stuff, wherever you listen to something. We're probably there. Come get your podcast. And uh, every two weeks, you get a brand new episode. Then... um, Five nights a week, we stream over on twitch.tv slash come get your podcast. And I, between the three of us, we are variety streamers. Um, it's been Bioshock for Dustin lately. Mm-hmm. It's been Max Payne and some Dark Souls for Chris. And I've been playing some Escape from Tarkov and also recently got back into streaming Dokopan Kingdom, which is yeah. basically anime monopoly with my wife. <laughs> um, and we finally made some progress, and that's it's a fun time. So it's, it's a fun watch. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sorry, wait, is that right? Yes. <laughs> Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sunday, Tuesday. I got so confused there for a second. Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Uh, my goodness. Um, around. 7 to 8.30 p.m. We'll start streaming sometimes earlier. Keep an eye on our Twitter for updated times. But um, that brings us to the end. As always, we end every episode with a shower thought from Reddit. This week's comes from user just a test, triple seven. Water is never truly yours. It's just your turn to drink it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm asked to do it for episode 98, the spoiler cast for WandaVision. Uh, I've been your host, Adam. I've been Dustin. And uh, Chris misses you as much as we miss him. And we'll, he'll be here next time. Yep. So, have a good one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>